Welcome once again to our next broadcast of AWR 360 Health Live. We are so glad that you've joined us today and thank you for being with us. Um, that was a wonderful video recapping some of the activities that AWR has been doing with free medical clinics around the world. And uh, we, we hope by God's grace to do our next one in Papua New Guinea uh, sometime in the next year. So uh, I want to welcome once again our very own medical director, Dr. Leela Lewis, thank you, Dr. Leela. And you have somebody very special next to you today. I have a very special guest. And why don't you introduce yourself? What is your name? Mariah. Speak up. Mariah. Her name is Mariah, and she's nine years old, and she's going to serve as my assistant this morning in the doctor in the kitchen. Well, hi, Mariah. It is really great to have you to be uh, Dr. Leela's assistant. Thank yes, you. Thank course, you very much. She's my little sweetheart. <laughs> amen. Amen. Wonderful. And we also want to welcome um, our very own Dr. Zeno Charles Marcel, who is one of the associate directors of health ministries for the General Conference of the Seventh-day Adventist Church. Dr. Zeno, glad to have you with us today also. Pleasure to be here. Joining us from Maryland. That's and correct. so we're, we're glad to have all of us here. Today's topic is doctor in the kitchen and also answering your questions q a i know you'll look forward to that well uh, before we get anywhere else i just want to share a verse as we start off uh, which is kind of our theme verse for awr 360 health and you know the bible wants us to prosper and to be in good health god wants that for us and in third john verse 2 the bible says beloved i pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health just as your soul prospers. Friend, that's what we want for you. And that's why we're doing these programs because we want all of us to experience that health that God wants us to have. And Dr. Leela, we had some very exciting programs just the last couple of weeks. Last week, it was on the benefits of hydrothermal therapy. And the week before, we were looking at what I eat affects me and you. And if you've missed any of those programs, you can go to our YouTube page, AWR, Adventist World Radio, and find them there to watch uh, those programs from previous weeks. But, and, oh, Dr. Leela, I should also mention, or maybe you want to mention what happened last night, if people want to watch that as well. Yes, last night we had an amazing symposium. Uh, it was on hydrothermal therapy for physicians, by physicians. We had, an, like I said, it was a wonderful panel. Dr. Zeno was one of our guests there as well. So if you didn't get a chance to watch it live last night, you can go to awr.org forward slash health and watch really some good information. But you're right, Pastor Kyle, we learned some good principles on how to actually put or implement hydrothermal therapy. So if we would like, we can demonstrate a couple of those things with Dr. Zeno as well. Absolutely, and, and we have some questions on that just to recap from last week. Before we do, I think I'd just like to have a word of prayer to open our program, and then we can get right into some of those uh, questions and those demonstrations. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, thank you for this opportunity today to have this program, AWR 360 Health. We ask that you would be with us and help us to learn something new so that we can uh, have better health ourselves and also help those who may need, who may be struggling. I pray that, uh, Lord, you would be with our world right now as people are suffering from this coronavirus pandemic. Please continue to be with our healthcare providers on the front lines and everyone who is suffering from this disease. And we pray that it would turn people's hearts to you. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. 
Amen. All right. So, Dr. Leela, you've got some some practical things to show us. We had some questions that came in about wanting to just recap some of the ways that we can do hydrothermal therapy at home. Maybe it's through the shower, through those those towel. Um, I don't want. I don't know what you want to call them. Towel treatments that we talked about last week, and then also I think foot baths. So, uh, can you lead us through some of those practical ways that we can do that at home? Well, while I'm getting together some of the equipment for the foot baths, because that's what Mariah and I are going to show, Dr. Zeno, could you talk to our viewers just briefly as far as hot and cold showers are concerned? Okay. Hot and cold showers, we, we sometimes call contrast showers, simply because what we're doing is we're using hot water uh, for one part and then cold water the other part. So how you do this is actually very simple. Uh, you, you turn on the, uh, the hot water in your shower as hot as you can stand it, okay? And over time, that can go hotter and hotter, but you, you don't want to burn yourself, so you do it as hot as you can stand it. And you do that for three minutes, and then you turn on to the cold, okay, as cold as you can go, right? And you do that for about 30 seconds. Then you go back to the hot for three minutes, then back to the cold for 30 seconds, and then back to the hot, and then back to the cold, and you end with cold. Okay, what this does is uh, the hot uh, raises your temperature a little bit, okay, and then the cold actually causes the skin to tighten up and, uh, and get uh, the, the blood vessels become constricted, and so it locks in the heat. So after you do a hot and cold shower, you actually feel warmer after the cold than if you were to just uh, end with the hot and walk out of the uh, out of the shower stall. Okay, after that, of course, you should do a vigorous um, towel dry, dry your hair and everything. You don't want to get chilled, right? Put on some warm clothes, and you're good to go. Now, this is a wonderful tonic that you can do every day. It, it, you don't have to do this because uh, of coronavirus or rhinovirus or any virus or any bacterium. You do this and it will help you to be more resistant, your, your immune system will be more resistant to any of the things that come your way, as far as we can tell so far. Now, we're going to be doing some research on this to be able to be, to be um, sure that we'll help with, with all different kinds of things. But the research already shows one beautiful study uh, done from the Netherlands that showed that over 3,000 people who went through uh, a system like this, just doing hot and cold showers, and the amount of reduction in missed time for work was 30% among these people. So, so they had 30% less time away from work simply because they were doing these, uh, these procedures, right? And even though they got ill, some of them, it was just not sick enough for them to, to uh, have to miss work and uh, affect their lives that way. So... Um, this is something that is uh, very useful for uh, for everyone and anyone to use. Be careful. You don't want to put the, the, the shower too hot to burn you, right? And you don't um, you don't want to scald yourself. But over time, you'll be able to get it hotter and hotter, and colder and colder. And uh, that that contrast is what makes a big difference. 
Thank you so much, yeah, Dr. Right. Gino. Now, we are going to talk to you about foot baths as well as we talked a little bit last week. There was an old termin uh, terminology. Some people used to use the word fomentations. I prefer hydrothermal therapy. This, again, is a thermophore. It's actually the newer versions are much easier to utilize than the older ones. And, of course, it has your cord. But it just has one button. You can adjust the temperature. You put it up. I would say go as high as you can. Plug it into the wall. It will last for 20 minutes. You can take this particular thermophore, again, allows you to put a wet washcloth between your skin and a vinyl pad so you don't have to worry about burning yourself. You're going to lay that right on the middle of your chest, bring it all the way up to your neck, and bring it down to your abdomen. You'll plug it in just like my assistant Mariah is doing, and you'll turn that on. If you have someone to assist you, this is very helpful. So Mariah is going to take, we, we do this at home. She's used to doing this. We do this actually three times a day. We have our little teapot. Go ahead, Mariah, pretend that you're pouring in our hot water into our bucket. You can see these buckets are very simple. Put the hot water in the bucket, and now you're going to want to decrease the temperature. You do not want to scald your feet. For diabetics and people with peripheral vascular disease, you want to be especially help, careful that your temperature is not too hot. You place that on the floor so the hot can, the feet can go in the hot foot bath. That will last for five minutes. At the end of five minutes, you have, and, and you can see there's actually ice in here. You would add water to that. And you put in your ice bath for 30 seconds if it's a child, or if you can, one minute for an adult on the ice bath. Then back to the heat for three minutes, back to the ice for one minute, back to the heat for three minutes, ending on the cold water for one minute. During this process, if you're able to keep the uh, hydrothermal pad on the chest, you can also have your, at the end of your 15 to 20 minutes of the heat, you take your ice bath and you do a quick rub along your chest. Again, we talked about this more extensively last night. So for those of you, again, who did not get a chance to watch last night and the science behind why this works, why this boosts your immune system, and why it actually helped in the 1918 influenza outbreak. And we are proposing, again, more studies to be able to study this for COVID-19, but we do believe it will have a benefit based on the studies, various related studies so far. So again, that's just a recap, Dr. Zeno and Pastor Kyle, specifically on um, hydrothermal therapy. And thank you, Dr. Zeno, for talking to us about hot and cold showers as well. So Dr. Leela, Dr. Zeno, thank you. Now, I just want to, some people have asked just because, you know, we've talked about some formulas here. You talked about the, the foot baths, Dr. Leela. Dr. Zeno, you talked about the shower. Again, we're saying five minutes hot. I see a similar pattern here. Hot, five minutes hot, one minute cold, three we're minutes hot, one minute three cold. Minutes. Yeah. Is that right? Three and to one. Five, one, three, one, three, one. Yeah. Okay. So there you go, folks. That's, you know, they used to say when you go through the airport, you know, the three, one, one, five, one, three, one, three, one. That's your, uh, <laughs> that is your formula for the hot, cold, whether it's a shower or in the foot bath. Now, a question has come in. Uh, someone's asking, is this all I need to do to prevent myself from getting coronavirus? Do I still need to take my, do the other things that we've talked about? Do I still need to to, to, I mean, is this a, is this a panacea, this uh, hot cold? 
Dr. Zeno, why don't you answer that question? Because I know you have a great passion for, for that answer. Yeah. Um, no, this is not a panacea. Uh, all of the evidence that we have, even from the Spanish flu, it was the, the hydrothermal therapy was used, but it was used in conjunction with all of the other things. You know, back in, that, in those days, they also had uh, social distancing. They also had uh, quarantine and isolation and all of those things. So all of those things are not exempt. Uh, this is just an adjunct to help your immune system be uh, more robust in being able to fight should you get in, uh, uh, in contact, come in contact with, um, with the coronavirus. The hand washing, by the way, you can consider that hydrotherapy as well, all right? So washing your hands and uh, not putting your hands uh, on your mucous membranes that is on, on your face and eyes and nose, uh, all of these things help, and they're still in vigor, right? Even though you're doing hydrotherapy. You know, to Pastor Kyle, if I could come back to that question, you know, it really leads me to our theme of, of these meetings. And we talk about that acronym, WANT REST. And there are seven other principles. We're just talking about water, right? We're talking external water. Of course, we need to take internal water. We need to increase our water consumption at this time as well. But there are seven other principles, air, right? Want, rest, air, nutrition. We talked about the doctor in the kitchen today, and we also talked about it a few times back. Tea, temperance, again, to utilize those things that are good for us in moderation and avoid those things that are harmful for us. Rest, exercise, sunshine, and trusting in God. So we definitely do not want to think of this as a panacea, as you've stated and Dr. Zeno has stated. Oh, very, very, that's a very good answer. And and, um, you know, I can't, I honestly can't wait to try the, the towel one. I mean, I think that'll boost my immune system. I can't wait to try that. <laughs> um, now, so, someone has also asked the question, what if I don't have a lot of, um, they don't have a lot of water. They, it, it, and if they just do, if they can't do the full five, one, three, one, three, one thing, if they reduce that, is that okay? Do they still get a benefit? Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. I mean, you know, I think that someone asked the question, the similar question in our last show, you know, do what you can do. And Dr. Zeno, can you tell us just, uh, there was a study that we were talking about last night just to show the benefits of, for the hot saunas, for example, with the Finland uh, group. Yes. Uh, people just going into the sauna and uh, going out into the, into the cold, into the ice water, uh, that was very helpful. Um, uh, even if you just did it once, okay, um, per session. So we have to be flexible. We, we can improvise. Uh, the key, though, is, uh, you know, some people, if they just stay out in the sun, uh, sit in the car, crack the window so that you can breathe, and stay out in the sun, the car gets heated up. That is heat, okay? And even dry heat is helpful. Moist heat is better, but dry heat is also helpful. So don't feel that you're... Uh, somehow deprived, you can do it. And that reminds me, actually, really quickly. Mariah, do you mind getting our um, our little machine over there real quick? So we were talking about moist heat that came up last night in our presentation. And, you know, when I was a young girl, my grandmother used to always have a humidifier in the room. I remember that. I don't know if, if those of you watching had that happen with your grandmother as well. But she always had a humidifier when I would get sick. Well, you know what? That would be humidified air, would it not? Of course, you want to be careful. You do, humidified air could burn you, could it not? It's hot, hot water, you know, it's steam. 
So we don't want to get burned. But again, that is very beneficial. So again, you can get these at Walgreens or different drugstores, et cetera. You know, I also I saw a study this week, Dr. Leela, Dr. Zeno, about how uh, they're looking at the viral transmission rates are lower, at, le at least in this one study, in more humidified air. Uh, any comments on that? Yes, I can. Uh, part of what it is is that the, the particles in humidified air actually take on more water around them. And because of the taking on the water, they become heavier, and so they will, uh, they will not be able to float as far away from the, from the source as if they were in, uh, in dry air. Very thank interesting. You. Well, um, thank you guys for this very helpful information on recapping hydrothermotherapy. I just want to say there's one side effect you might experience if you and your family start doing these hot and cold showers. You might hear more spontaneous singing because when it goes to cold, you will hear it. Uh, <laughs> I think that's part of the house where I'm staying. Uh, anyway, um, just wanted to warn you of that, but it is a very wonderful thing to wake you up and to help your immune system. Um, so Dr. Leela, we're going to go ahead and transition. Um, we have some other questions that have also come in just in general um, about this COVID-19. People are still wondering, um, you know, what should I be scared about what's happening? Um, we've heard so many people, we've heard so many stories over the last few weeks of people going into the hospital, young people even passing away. Um, what are some of the key things, again, this is just a very pertinent question, how do we keep ourselves out of the hospital and uh, keep ourselves healthy during this time? Well, that's an excellent question, and that, of course, has kind of been the theme of our overall shows over the last three weeks. But again, antioxidants, uh, we'll be talking about that again just a little bit later as we talk about the doctor in the kitchen a little more. But again, just to recap, we talked about some of the nutritional aspects. You really want to keep your gut flora. We talked about those healthy flowers in the gut. We want to keep our gut flora healthy. So one of the ways that we can do that, again, coming back to nutrition, we want to really, this, the studies are very clear across the board. It's not just for immune uh, relationship to viral syndromes, but across the board as far everything from cancer to bacterial infections, you name it, autoimmune diseases, a plant-based diet, fruits, grains, nuts, and vegetables as far as possible are beneficial and definitely improve your immune system. So that's just one aspect, but again, every Every of every one of the seven doctors definitely benefits our overall health. And I'm sure Dr. Zeno has an additional one for us as well. Yes, maybe maybe I could suggest a couple of things. First of all, you want to avoid nutritional inadequacy. In other words, you have to have a good, healthy diet. And the, and the healthiest is a plant-based diet because it will give you all of the things that you need if you if you're smart in, in your application of it. You know, uh, some people uh, who believe that they're going into uh, a vegetarian diet or vegan diet or whatever, well, you know, if you had, um, if you had uh, some cola and you have some french fries and you have some ketchup, well, you know, that's, that's total vegetarian too, but that's not a healthy diet, you see? So you want to have something that is, that is healthy and biased. You want to avoid deficiencies. And the deficiencies that are most important for your immune system, uh, apart from uh, the, the, the big things in the food, so to speak, would be vitamin C, vitamin D, vitamin E, 
folic acid, and also some of the minerals like zinc and copper. And these things you can get from your diet uh, if you have a combination, of course, of fruits, grains, vegetables, legumes or beans, nuts and seeds, and green leafy vegetables. This will take care of uh, the most of your nutritional issues. Uh, you need to have some omega-3 fats. or uh, People have talked about omega-3s a lot. So omega-3 fats, you find these in nuts and seeds as well. Uh, and these things will do you much good and no harm. You know, and I, you know, we were trying to talk about the doctor in the kitchen. Perhaps this is the time just to show a few of these things that Dr. Zeno's talking about. Would that be okay, Pastor Kyle? Sure. Okay. Well, one of them right here, and my assistant can help me here. So we have here, Dr. Zeno, you're talking about, again, the more, the more natural that you make your plate look, Again, the less processed, the more healthy. And, of course, we have broccoli here. Dr. Zeno, can you tell us what's so special about broccoli? You talked about folic acid and some other elements just now. But let's just yeah. briefly talk about broccoli as far as the immune system is concerned. Okay. Broccoli uh, has multiple compounds that we usually think of as being cancer fighters. As a matter of fact, it's not just broccoli, but all of the cruciferous vegetables like broccoli and cauliflower and Brussels sprouts and things like that. Uh, and cabbage, they all are in the same family. And they, they, they have uh, antioxidant properties that make them excellent okay, for being able to uh, boost the activity in our immune system. Uh, I don't like to say boost the immune system per se, because sometimes uh, people might get the wrong idea, but, but to strengthen the way the immune system will act when we have to use it in response to uh, infection or uh, or other uh, kinds of problems like cancer. And we also have some of the antioxidants. You talked about um, some of the vitamins that you just mentioned, again, being antioxidants. We have here as our demonstration, we have, Mariah, what is this? Tell, speak up loud. Raspberries. And we love raspberries, do we not? We have raspberries. We have strawberries. Really, it's your northwest berries. Yes. And we have, of course, our blueberries, very high in antioxidants. Again, you know, it's, it's easy to expect um, that, we need, that we need supplements, but you know what? We can go to the produce section of our grocery store and get really a lot of what we need to really improve our immune system. Would you not agree, Dr. Zeno? I agree. And I, I, I tell people a colorful plate is usually a healthy plate. Okay. So all of the colors, God has color-coded color our food. And each color actually has a different set of phytochemicals and a different uh, complement, if you will, of, uh, of nutrition. So when we have a colorful plate, if we can do that, uh, we actually do better and we make sure that we have all of the different uh, antioxidants that are part of that. And don't forget, that even though we're talking about the berries, there's some things that are... Uh, not as exotic as berries, such as just simply grapes, okay? That's grapes right. are very high in antioxidants. And the citrus fruit, you know, the regular orange and uh, and the tangerine and the uh, uh, grapefruit, they're also high in, in antioxidants. So don't, don't forget the common things as well. Absolutely. And you were talking about vitamin C. You know, I have my children eat two to three oranges a day. You know, again, 
Oranges are very, very high source of, of vitamin C. So we cannot go wrong with the foods that God made for us at the beginning in the Garden of Eden. Now, I also have sitting here, and if Dr. Zeno could be pulled up on the screen, that would be wonderful. I also have on our table for demonstration, we have some grains um, and we have um, some legumes. I have some lentils here. Right here, we've got some wonderful, beautiful lentils. And we have um, some sesame seeds and some oats. Dr. Zeno, what's so special about the three things we just talked about as far as the immune system is concerned? Okay, all of these are actually uh, immune-enhancing uh, foods, okay? Now, we can get into the chemistry of it, but let's just, let's just talk about you, you do this and what you do is you're able to have your body resist uh, infection and resist injury and help in the uh, resolution of injury. So, you know, we, we can talk about the grains and, and the fiber that's in there. We can talk about the grains and the phytochemicals that might be there. But here what we're talking about, we're trying to, to home in on the fact that these things also are helpful for the immune system and immune support. Thank you. Now there's something here that I have a tendency to add to most many of my recipes. Mariah actually makes an amazing scrambled tofu in the morning. And one of the things that we use is nutritional yeast to give it a little bit of a cheesy nutty flavor. Well, nutritional yeast has selenium in it and selenium is another immune modulator and improver. So you can, and it also is enhanced with vitamin B12 and different things as well. But nutritional yeast is a great additional taste, if you will, to, to many of your foods. And many of the plant-based recipes will call for this, but it also actually is beneficial to the immune system with selenium. So that is one additional benefit. And then we have one more thing that my assistant is trying to show. Go ahead and raise that up for us. And what is that? Garlic. Yes, garlic. Now, does mommy have us eat several cloves of garlic a day sometimes? Yes. That was one of those looks of I'm not sure what to say, but yes, it is true. Mommy does. Um, what I do, and I everyone has their own little way of doing it, but Allison, garlic is, it has allison in it. Um, allison has been shown in, in several studies to have antiviral, antibacterial properties in it. So in an antimicrobial properties. So what we do is you just take a clove, you obviously pull off the husk off of it. There's various devices that you can use to get that accomplished. And then I take a garlic press and I'll press, hmm, I do several cloves, like two or three cloves a couple times a day. Um, and as Pastor Kyle mentioned before, it does help with social distancing as well. So at this point, it's probably not the worst thing in the world. And when I take that, I add a little bit of olive oil, a little bit of just a little salt and on a piece of bread or toast. And it's actually quite good, wouldn't you say, Mariah? She's sort of convinced. We haven't completely convinced Mariah on the, on the, <laughs> the raw garlic yet. But again, it's a wonderful thing. And again, these are just simple things. You don't have to go to a doctor's office. God has created, I would dare say, in our own garden, God willing, and our kitchen and the grocery store, a lot of things that can actually be to us as a doctor in the kitchen. 
So that was okay. going to be our assessment, Dr. Pastor Kyle. Yes, I have a couple questions here for you guys uh, as I've listened to your presentation, which is really great. I'm excited to actually go down to the kitchen and, and make some food, although I can't cook, but I'll try. <laughs> um, but um, a couple, couple questions that I just have, just as a, as a person, a non-medical person, you go into the grocery store, right? And you see all these berries and fruits and different things that you're talking about, strawberries, blueberries, raspberries. You see the organic section, you see the non-organic section. How do I know is it worth it for me to get organic versus not organic? Because sometimes you look and it's 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 kind of overwhelming, all the choices and prices. Is it really worth it? How should I navigate that? That's a really good question. Um, I do believe there is some benefit with organic foods. Um, you know, there's a lot of pesticides, particularly on bananas. Um, they, they do do all, they, they try to keep the tarantulas and those things off. And so they do have a lot of pesticides on them. Um, the problem is, as you've already kind of mentioned, there's, there is a financial strain. And some people, particularly right now, as we're in a COVID-19 financial oh. crisis, not only a medical crisis, but really a financial crisis. The big question is, we need to get the varied colors on our plate, like we said. We need to have the fruits, the grains, the nuts, the vegetables on our plate every time we eat. And if that's a different, if that's a, a question of am I going to just go get my Fritos or am I going to get some healthy food and is it going to be healthy food versus organic food? Um, I believe there's probably a good, better, best. And if we could really do the best in all ways, we probably would all have our own gardens and be able to grow everything organically. But again, as we're working towards healthy change, I like to tell people change is progressive. Health is progressive such that the change I make today is not tomorrow's change. It's not the next day's change and it's not the next day's change. So let's keep that in mind, I think, as we as we proceed forward. I don't know if Dr. Zeno Thank has anything to say. I, I can't add anything really to that. I, the, the idea is you do the best you can under the circumstances that you are. That's and right. those circumstances involve your pocket, your pocketbook, and they involve uh, what else is available for you, for your for for your total health in That's your family? That's right. That's right. And some places around the world, many of our viewers, Pastor Kyle, you know, come from globally, and some of the things that we're talking about right now may not be accessible to them. So, just like Dr. Zeno said, go to get what you can get, but try to keep it as varied and as holistic and plant based as possible. Well, that's 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 helpful information. I really appreciate it. Uh, and wow, I never thought about tarantulas on my bananas. That uh, that takes bananas to a whole new level. <laughs> I love bananas, but I'll be looking now. Um, so I, I have another question that that's come in. Um, so you guys talked about Dr. Zeno. You actually talked about a few different uh, things. You talked about vitamin C, D three, zinc. Um, you mentioned a few different vitamins and minerals and how they can come from these, these foods that we can find in the grocery store and in our kitchen. Um, is it, do I need to supplement the foods that I'm eating from the grocery with these vitamins that I can buy in the bottle? Or sometimes I know you can buy like a spray. I actually have been taking a spray version of vitamin D lately just because I heard it was good for immunity. Is that, do I need to do those things as well as getting those fruits and vegetables from the grocery? What do you guys think? Okay, first of all, uh, the way foods are uh, 
harvested and whatnot today. It's not exactly the same as how they were 100 years ago. So there's uh, evidence that foods today don't have the same nutritional complement as they did 100 years ago. So that's, that's one argument that says, therefore, we might need to supplement, okay? Uh, in, if we're speaking about specific kinds of supplements, uh, for the most part, if you, if you would go back to what I said earlier, is to avoid inadequacies, right? Avoid deficiencies. This we know for sure. If you have deficiencies in these things, your immune system will not function. If you have an adequate amount, we know that your immune system will function well. The question is, should I take more uh, to help me out, okay? Specifically in the case of vitamin D, it is difficult to get enough vitamin D in your diet alone, okay? Vitamin D is a hormone. Uh, it's also a vitamin, but it comes because of exposure to the sun. So people who live in places where they don't get enough sunlight, these individuals have a tendency to run with low amounts of vitamin D in their blood. And for these individuals, they would need to supplement their vitamin D in order to get enough. And that's a really good point because there are some, uh, you know, Pastor Kyle, a while back, again, we talked about the GALT, the, the gut-associated lymphatic tissue. And there are some people who have various gastrointestinal diseases that make, we call it the fat-soluble vitamins, the D, A, K, E vitamins. Um, it makes them, it makes it very difficult to absorb those vitamins, things such as Crohn's and ulcerative colitis and some other things as well. So again, it's, it's person dependent. Um, it, you know, you, you, just like Dr. Zeno said, we need to make sure we're getting a whole well-rounded diet, but there are individuals that um, supplements are beneficial for. Can you just review that again, the GALT? Because some of, some people may not have been with us for that program. I think that was very interesting. Okay, so, so for those of us who didn't get a chance to see that show, what we looked at is several studies actually coming out of China. Um, and what they showed was that the, um, the actual COVID virus, the virons, I should say, um, normally we do the nasopharyngeal swab, so the swabs up the nose and in the back of the throat. And what they found was in Wuhan, China, that's uh, quite a number. It was actually somewhere between 15 to 20% of patients still had positive virons or COVID virons in their stool days after they were cleared. They were negative from their nasopharyngeal swab. And so the idea was, in fact, it was published in two journals of the gastro Journal of Gastroenterology twice. The last one was February 27. And then it came out in, um, I think, the American College of, of uh, Physicians, I think, uh, came out with a question that it looks as though that this could potentially have a fecal oral transmission. Um, and it needs to be studied much more in depth, but the scientists were con concerned about that. And what that means is, is that it could be transmitted not just as we sneeze. We know that it's transferred by respiratory droplets. There's no question. We know that. But that it could also be transmitted in other ways. For example, someone uses the restroom, doesn't wash their hands adequately, um, touches the doorknob, etc., um, touches food and we eat it, those kinds of things. But what it also elucidated was that there are certain receptors in the gut, these ACE2 receptors, which have a high concentration in the gut 
that it was showing an increased uptake of the virus, of the COVID. And so that just told us the importance that we need to keep our gut flora. Our, we talked about the healthy flowers in the gut. We need to keep our natural gut flora healthy. And that is one of the reasons I believe um, we talked about yesterday, the 1918 lessons learned. One of the things that the sanitariums were doing uh, were, were various uh, yogurt enemas and different things. I'm not advocating yogurt enemas, but the point is, is that they the, the goal was to get the gut flora healthy, the natural bacteria in the gut healthy so that the ability of the GALT, the lymphatic system, would be able to function better. And thereby, the, the theory was, and is at least by these scientists, was that it would, it would decrease the risk of, if you were exposed to the virus, of actually acquiring it. So one of the things that we talked about in our previous show was making sure that we're getting lactobacillus in our diet, that healthy, natural bacteria. And one of the ways we can do that, of course, is yogurt. Uh, we, we can also decrease our meat consumption because meat, again, creates an acidic environment, which makes it a not healthy environment for our natural bacteria to grow in. And uh, we can also take probiotics. We talked about that, pre, pro, and postbiotics. So those are just a few things that we recapped from some research that we looked at a couple of weeks ago. Lactobacillus is Yes, key. thank you very much. I was saying lactobacillus is, is key, as uh, Dr. Leila pointed out, and um, and probiotics that have live uh, lactobacillus actually seem to work work the best. Um, there's also a specific kind of extract from tea. It's a, a green tea extract called EGCG. So uh, this is also very helpful for immune support, and it's been shown to be helpful for the gut microflora as well. Uh, quick, thank you so much, Dr. Zeno, Dr. Leela. Quick question, Dr. Leela, can you can you just uh, recap that uh, that that probiotic that you had recommended on a previous program? There was one that you had mentioned to us and shown us. Yes, um, actually, it's listed on our site, I believe, and it is a pre, pro, and postbiotic. And the studies that I saw on it actually demonstrated uh, some very good results. In fact, it was specifically looking at methicillin-resistant Staph aureus and um, necrotizing enterocolitis, sometimes associated again with a change in gut flora and C. difficile. And all of those seem to have a specific decrease in, uh, in that particular probiotic. And again, it's listed on our website. Awesome. Thank you guys so much. Um, you know, I have another question. Uh, going back to the garlic uh, that we saw just a few minutes ago, Dr. Leela, um, and actually also uh, I know that we've some people have talked about ginger and basil, um, oregano, different uh, herbs like that. Uh, Dr. Zeno or Dr. Leela, whichever one of you would like to answer this question, but what is the evidence uh, for garlic or ginger or basil uh, to be effective in helping build our immune systems. Well, yeah. I can, Lila, do you want to go or you want me no, to go? No, sir, go ahead. <laughs> All right. Um, well, you know, there, there have been many studies looking at uh, garlic and looking at specific, specifically what are the compounds in garlic that have these uh, these properties. And the allicin that uh, Dr. Lila mentioned before is, is a very big one. And the way, by the way, just in case you didn't know, 
when the doctor is in the kitchen, it's not just the food that's there, but how are you going to prepare it? In the case of garlic, uh, garlic does better when it's when it's smashed or crushed as opposed to sliced. And the reason is because the way God packaged the uh, the chemicals in the garlic, uh, they have these little very small bags that are kept away from each other. And when you smash it, they mix, and that's what gives you the uh, the active compound. Of course, if you have the raw garlic and you chew it, uh, you smash it in your in your mouth, so to speak, and that will give you some of the properties as well. But the studies looking at cancer, for instance, uh, there was one study in in China. Uh, looking at uh, for seven years, people had raw garlic twice a week. Okay, there was a decrease in lung cancer in those patients who who, who had the the garlic uh, compared to those who did not, and other things being equal. There was a forty four percent decrease in the uh, incidence of lung cancer. So, wow. I mean, this is a significant thing, right? Uh, MD Anderson, some years ago, they, they looked at the compounds in garlic. They found that there were about 27 different uh, organic sulfites that are part of, uh, of what makes garlic uh, what it is. They found that in the laboratory, uh, these compounds were very active against glioblastoma cells. Glioblastoma is a very aggressive form of brain cancer. Uh, they have found in, uh, in London at, at King's College using... Uh, Twins, they looked at healthy uh, healthy twins, about a 1,000 healthy twins, women. And what they found was that those who had the allicin compounds uh, more uh, abundant in their diet, they actually had less problems with uh, osteoarthritis and hip joint osteoarthritis in particular. And uh, just to, to round this off, it's not just garlic that has allicin. Uh, it's also onions, of course, and leeks and shallots and chives. Uh, all of these have uh, have allicin in them. Also, the antioxidant properties of, of garlic are important. People who have garlic have uh, less uh, coronary artery disease, lower blood pressure. And for the men, there's a decrease in the, uh, in the risk of having prostate cancer. Uh, there was a study back in uh, 2013 that uh, demonstrated that uh, people who were using more of the allicin compounds, uh, allicin foods, uh, like garlic, had less prostate cancer. That wow. is amazing. And you know, I, there's a couple I, of I, other things, Dr. Or Pastor Kyle, um, in relation to allicin, and you also had asked the question as far as sage and ginger. I found a study just along the same lines of what Dr. Zeno was saying. Um, it was specifically in regard to both sage and allicin. Um, and it showed that influenza A and B, HSV or herpes simplex virus, you get the cold sores on your mouth, mm -hmm. uh, and even uh, viral pneumonia were decreased with allicin and also with sage and basil. So, and even HIV-1 was decreased, um, the, the overall recovery rate with sage and basil. Wow, you keep saying Allison. I'm thinking of someone I know named Allison. <laughs> but it's not the same. Allison is in the compound that's in garlic, right? Okay. Yes. Um, yes. And ginger. What's the effects of, of ginger? We we mentioned that and basil. Any any comments on those two? Yes. Uh, ginger, uh, be, besides giving you a zing. By the way, the garlic gives you a zing too. But uh, ginger is a is a good. Um, 
a good food for for nausea, for instance, uh, especially in uh, ladies who are pregnant. Uh, it helps to decrease the uh, the morning sickness, etc. Uh, additionally, it's an anti-inflammatory, so it decreases muscle pain and, and soreness and things like that. Also, osteoarthritis pain is decreased with that. Uh, it's been also shown to be mildly anti-diabetic. People who have used uh, ginger over time uh, see a decrease. And in one particular study, there was a, a 10% decrease in uh, fasting blood sugar and a concomitant uh, 7% decrease in the uh, hemoglobin A1C, which is that test that sees how things are going over three months. Uh, it also is uh, helpful for indigestion uh, and motion sickness. Uh, for people who, who use about uh, one, about a, a gram or so of, uh, of ginger powder uh, with meals, they tend to, uh, to have less indigestion. As a matter of fact, it can actually speed up the, the transit of food from the stomach. So people who have problems with indigestion, you know, uh, being sluggish, uh, this can help them to, to move things through. And as we get older, sometimes we need a little help with that, and ginger uh, certainly helps with this. Also, um, in terms of uh, menstrual cramps, uh, this is, is helpful, lower cholesterol. Also, it has uh, some effects on cancer, uh, in particular breast cancer and ovarian cancer, uh, it's been shown. And uh, age-related uh, brain problems like memory loss and so on, uh, they've seen that people who have more ginger in the diet uh, they tend to do better with their memory, especially in uh, elderly females. All of this, along with uh, the effect of improving your immune system, I think uh, we have a winner when we say ginger. I would agree. Wow, what are you holding there, Dr. I'm Leela? holding ginger right here as, as we are discussing. Now, this is a study I wanted to tell you about the Journal of Pharmacology, 2017. I, I, I know people named Ginger too. So we got Ginger. <laughs> so it's Ginger and Allison. and Ginger, these are your friends. Um, so this study actually came out in the Journal of Pharmacology, published in 2017. And what it showed was, I thought this was phenomenal. Again, we're coming back to, of course, our discussion being the immune system specifically as related to the viral syndrome of COVID. Now, of course, COVID. Uh, 19 has only been around since maybe November, December time. But what this study actually showed again is respiratory syncytial virus, which is a, a respiratory disease usually happens when children, RSV, herpes, swine flu, and even human norovirus. Again, uh, coronavirus is a, we call it a zoonosis where it transmitted from animals to humans, vice versa. Well, so is a human norovirus. All of these and swine flu even, were significantly, significantly affected by ginger. And this, again, was the Journal of Pharmacology uh, multi-site trial. So, again, as Dr. Zeno said, ginger definitely has a role to play. And there are a lot of herbs, a lot of herbs in your kitchen um, that have similar results. We just don't have the time to talk about each and every one of them, but oregano and basil, sage, many of them have very good properties. And and again, they have scientific evidence that there's um, some antiviral properties to these herbs that God made in the Garden of Eden. Can, can I mention wow, something incredible. else? Yes, sir. Yes. Sometimes, sometimes people ask, how much of these things should I take? Well, if you use right. them as, uh, as, as spices, 
uh, you don't really need very much in order to change the flavor of the food. And that should be uh, part of what uh, keeps us in, in check. We don't want to overdo it, okay? Just a little bit is usually enough. We're talking about gram quantities, right? Not pound quantities. So, <laughs> you know, a, a, a teaspoon, <laughs> a, a teaspoon uh, of any of these, okay, would be worthwhile. Uh, multiple tablespoons, we're going into something else. That's not exactly what we're looking at. Especially if you're if you're conscious of those around you with the garlic question. Now, yes, uh, you yeah, might that, want that to. Keeps... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, with that study in China, they, they started social distancing from that time. <laughs> <For seven years. laughs> that time. And uh, to our friends in Gilroy, California, which is also known as the garlic capital of the world, um, if you've ever been there, you can actually get garlic ice cream. Which uh, I don't know if any of you are interested in trying that, but you know, might it, the ice cream might negate the effects of the garlic. But anyway, um, <laughs> so hey guys, this has been so interesting. Thank you both uh, for your tremendous information. I had no idea there were this many doctors right down in my kitchen. I mean, that's just right incredible. There. Right there. <laughs> you know, I mean, it's incredible. Don't even have to leave the house. Hey, we've got some questions that have come in, and uh, I want to ask our team to put them up on the screen now. So people have been watching, asking questions. Um, Dr. Leela, Dr. Zeno, first question here from Dolores. She's asking, where do you get the heating pad that you told us to put on our chest? Where can we so, find that? So you can go to, I just do a quick Google search on Thermophore, T-H-E-R-M-O-P-H-O-R-E. Uh, it's made by Battle Creek. Uh, and it, again, there, I have no association with the corporation or the company except to say that, um, that it, it does seem to be an avid option. Again, you do not have to use that for your hydrothermal therapy. You can do it with with towels like we talked about in previous sessions. But again, it's a great option uh, for those who would just like to plug something in and be a little easier. But again, you can get it on Amazon. You can actually get it on Walmart. I think it's $55. Again, try to get the largest size possible because you'd like to cover from your neck down to your abdomen. So they make four different sizes. Get the largest size and then it can be used even for your children, etc. May, may I just add one more thing? I'm, please go ahead. Yeah. Uh, all of these, all of these electronic devices usually have a breaker switch. And what people tend to do is they want to bypass that switch, you know, sit on it or wrap it with tape or something like that. That is there for your protection. So that in case you're using it and you fall asleep, you will not burn yourself so mm. so don't bypass the breaker please for your own that's, safety that's a good point great point okay so thermophore and that's spelled t-h-e-e -E. oh boy -E -E p-h-o-r-e and we can list that on the website okay. again and you know we just want to make sure our viewers understand we have no affiliation with any of these corporations or companies again it's right. just for our viewers information very good information thanks guys Another question has come in from Karen, who is a good friend of AWR. Dr. Zeno, this is not a thermal therapy question, but if one did have COVID, I've heard that it is a good idea to take deep breaths several times a day, even if it isn't comfortable to do so, and to stretch your arms up with your hands well above your head and to do several reputations of that. Can you comment on that, Dr. Zeno? Um, yes. Whether or not that's true. A quick, a quick comment. This is helpful to do anytime, even if you don't have COVID-19 uh, infection. Uh, the reason is most of us don't take uh, enough deep breaths. Now, to speak with the COVID issue, 
uh, it probably isn't going to give you any extra help than it would for anybody else. And the reason is because the places that are being stopped up, so to speak, are the alveoli. These are very small, and they're in the periphery of the lungs. And just by stretching yourself, you, you probably wouldn't, uh, wouldn't open those up. But taking uh, good deep breaths will, should help you to open up some of those that uh, are higher up in the tree that, uh, that would be closed. Yes. Doctor, so can a good we just do a quick one anytime. right here? Yes, right here. Can we here. do it right now? Can you just show us what to do? Okay. And you put your All arms right. towards the back. And that opens up the lungs. Okay. Okay. Don't you feel better already? Nice. <laughs> I feel, wow, I feel 100%. I'm ready for another hour of this. All right. Thank you, Karen. Here we go. Hey. Great. Next question from Kirk. I have acid reflux and cannot eat citrus for vitamin C. What can I eat, especially since we're dealing with COVID-19? Dr. Zeno, I just thought you were tomatoes actually as well, but sometimes even the citrus um, of the tomatoes can cause reflux. I see Dr. Zeno trying to answer as well. Yeah. Um, I would ask that person if they can tolerate kiwi uh, and if they can tolerate tamarinds. Uh, now that's a it's, it, tamarinds don't grow in the United States, and I don't know if that person is from the United States. But uh, even a couple of the little seeds of tamarind, uh, they're very small, but they're loaded with vitamin C. Would you take supplements in that case, Dr. Zeno? Yes, Ascorbic but for, acid. For, that, for that, I would probably use uh, one of the fizzed or chewable uh, vitamins, because if it's just going to be swallowing, just it would be the same as taking the... the uh, the citrus. Okay. Great question. And thanks for that answer. Uh, Daisy is asking, how can we avoid these coronavirus, the coronavirus by handling uh, money? I guess because people are, you know, passing money back and forth and it often has, uh, you know, it can be very dirty. Yeah, the, the coronavirus can actually stay active on, on surfaces for some time longer than what we originally anticipated. Uh, how to handle money, that, that's going to be, a, I think, a, probably a person-to-person -person question. Some people are proposing, particularly for immunosuppressed patients, um, to really even packages and different things that come in just to take your bleach water and wash them off. Obviously, you can't wash off dollar bills. You might lose your dollar bill, and that might not be the best thing in the world. So um, I think that that's going to be a, a true independent personal question. You could try using your uh, debit cards or your credit cards and try to wash those off as well. But there is there is something else. Um, uh, many people use gloves when they're handling money, and that might be something to do. And when you take the gloves off, you don't, you don't just take it off the regular way. You make sure that you don't touch the inside and your hand doesn't touch the outside of the gloves. Okay, so maybe on the next show, you can show people how to do this later. Uh, on the other... The other thing is uh, ultraviolet light actually can deactivate viruses. So if you have a black light at home, uh, you might want to put your money uh, uh, under there for uh, a few minutes, and that should take care of uh, disrupting the the virus. And there was Very no good answer. Um, I'm sorry. Go ahead, Pastor Kyle. No, go ahead. That's all right. Oh no, I see that we're running out of time. We are almost to the end of our show. You are. We are we're almost to the end, and uh, I just uh, I just got another question that's come in. It's on the screen. How do we 
how do we consume ginger? We talked about using ginger. Someone wants to know how to eat it. Do they just chew on it? <laughs> <laughs> That's it's pretty hot if you do it that way. <laughs> Unless they're accustomed to doing it, then then they probably wouldn't like it at all. But you can you can squeeze the ginger, and, and you you uh, there's a juice that comes out, and you can put that in beverages. Uh, you can put it in your food. Uh, you can chew it, as as was mentioned, as well as you can get the ginger powder, and it's not as it's not as good. Uh, as using the uh, the ginger, uh, fresh ginger itself, uh, but that's it's more palatable when you get it in powder. And uh, you know, interesting, uh, Dr. Zeno. Uh, real go quick, ahead. you make non-caffeinated ginger teas as well. Yes, and that's, yes. That's very nice in the evening, especially. So yes. <laughs> you know, Dr. Dr. Zeno, we have an interesting question that has just come in from a man named John Henry, and he's asking, Dr. Zeno, who is your favorite son? This might be a, a, uh, a trick question. I'm not sure. Uh, <laughs> I think that's pass a, deferred, on that. a deferred question. <laughs> well, thank you. Thank you, Pastor Kyle. This has been a very exciting, uh, exciting show. Thank you, Dr. Zeno. Pastor Kyle, do you have some closing remarks for us? Yes, I do. I want to really thank both of you guys for being with us today. This has been extremely beneficial. I can't wait to get down to my kitchen here and not that I'm going to cook, but I'll ask my friends to cook who actually can cook, but just to eat some wonderful things that will help boost my immune system. Uh, very exciting to do that. Thank you guys for the wonderful information. And, you know, I just want to tell everybody that's watching, uh, you know, we're living in tough times and we are all stuck at home where we're, we're not living our usual routines, not going to work, not even going to our schools. Um, but, you know, this is a time when we can really take time to um, seek God in a new way. And I want to remind you also that if you're afraid, if you're scared, maybe you've been dealing with some anxiety. I know mental health has been a major issue for a lot of people who have been stuck inside for so many weeks. I want to remind you that God loves you, friend, and that all these things we're talking about, the, the things you can eat, things you can do, the hydrothermal therapy, those are all important. But the most important thing you can do for your health, really, is that last T of the want rest, which is trust in God. And to remember that he really does love you and he is coming so soon to take us all home. I just want to leave you with a, a couple of verses of encouragement um, as we close this program today uh, to remind you to not be afraid, but to trust in God's love for you. Isaiah chapter 43 and verse one, one of my favorite verses in the book of Isaiah says this, but now thus says the Lord who created you, O Jacob, and he who formed you, O Israel, fear not. For I have redeemed you. I have called you by name. You are mine. And I also want to share from 1 Peter chapter 5 and verse 7, casting all your care upon him, that is Jesus, for he cares for you. You know, we just came through the weekend when the world celebrates the life, death, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. And uh, we want you to know that Jesus loves you. And he invites you to cast all of your care, all of your fears, all of your worry. Give those over to God. He does love you, friend. He's right there with you, whatever you're going through today. And he promises to give you that rest of body, mind, and soul that you so that all of us so desperately need. I want to thank you for joining us. And before we close, I just want to have a prayer of blessing over you that God would bless you in a special way. Father in heaven, thank you so much for this program today. We've learned a lot about the, the, the wonderful doctors 
that you've given us in the, in, in the foods, in the grocery aisle, and in our kitchens that can help boost our immunity. Thank you for these wonderful tools that you've given us, Lord, these natural remedies. And thank you also for the hydrothermal therapy treatments we can do to boost our immunity. I pray that for each one who's watching today, that you would encourage them, that you would build up their health. Lord, you want us to prosper and be in good health. That's your will for us. And so I pray that you would be with each one who's watching, whatever they're struggling with. Maybe there are some who may be struggling with coronavirus. Please give them health and, and restore them to health. Be with those who may be struggling with other diseases or maybe financial struggles, Lord, maybe family struggles. Maybe, maybe there's some depression struggles or anxiety. I pray that they would be able to cast all of their fears, all of their cares upon you because you, Lord, care for us. And you've promised us that when we do that, you will give us your peace. Thank you for what you've done. Thank you, Jesus, for dying for us and for the promise that we have of eternal life and healing forever with you. We thank you, Lord, and we pray this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. I want to thank Dr. Leela, Dr. Zeno, for this wonderful program. And uh, we look forward to seeing you guys again. And if you missed any of the previous programs, remember you can find them all on our AWR YouTube channel, also our other programs we've been doing, lots of content there. Dr. Leela, next week, we've got another one coming. Can you tell us a preview of next week? Absolutely. I want to tell you about two things, actually three things. For those of you watching, you are eligible for continuing education and continuing medical education. So again, both our symposium and our Monday mission, medical mission Mondays, are eligible for CME credit, category one credit for free through the University of Arizona. If you'd like to learn more, please go to the website, awr.org forward slash health, and you can register. The same thing goes for next Sunday. We're going to have an amazing symposium on you're not going to want to miss it, specifically on ultraviolet radiation and open space. And we're going to follow that up with Monday. Our medical mission Monday is going to be Dr. Air. Dr. Ayer, what role does that play in COVID-19? You're not going to want to miss these presentations. And again, don't miss out on the free CME credit as well. So thank you. God bless. And we look forward to seeing you again next week. All right. Thank you, Dr. Leela. God bless you. Dr. Zeno, thanks for joining us. God bless you all. And remember, God loves you.